And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I'm at him at the launch, you man. Detective Agency. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Guys! 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 Fellas, think we could listen to the radio or something? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the astonishing Lisa Wolf. That's me. In this hour, it's Alan Ladd. He stars as Dan Holiday. I think he was right. I think you should do that each time. I think he was wrong. No. Turned writer, amateur detective on Box 13 from 1948. But it's time now for Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous? The music edition. Lisa will play clips from popular songs and provide a statement about each song. My job as a guest, if that statement is real or ridiculous with a pizza on the line. Right. It sounds so simple, yet it's not. No, it's not. So um, this edition is all makeup songs. Makeup. Makeup. We did break up the last yeah. few weeks. Now makeup we're on to songs. makeup songs. All right. Let's do it. So here's the first song. Mm-hmm. My head's underwater, but I'm breathing fine. You're crazy and I'm out of my mind. It sounds familiar. All of me me loves all of you. So this is called All of Me by John Legend from his album Love in the Future 2013. You know, that guy is really quite the legend, isn't he? He actually is quite the legend. And he's dedicated this song to his wife. Who's that? That, uh, What's her name? What's that girl's name? Is his wife? Well, I can't tell you because that's she? part of the, All right, go ahead. the really ridiculous. All right. John Legend married Gigi Hadid in 2013 in Italy and sang All of Me during his nuptials. Hmm. Real or ridiculous? Hmm. What's her name? Gigi Hadid. She's a model. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> I'm going to say that's true. Okay. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's Not ridiculous. True. No, he's married to Chrissy Teigen. That's right. That's what I thought. But you said true, and I said married I Gigi he Hadid. Was married to no, Christy. I just made that up. She was he? not married to Gigi Hadid. Okay. I promise you. He's right. only been married once, and it's to Chrissy Teigen. So we're starting I, you off. You know, strong. if you would have asked me who John Legend was married to, yes? I would have said Christy. Chrissy. Chrissy <laughs> Teigen. But oh. you didn't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I meant to say false. You meant to say false, but you <laughs> so said can, real. Can I do a do-over? You cannot. All right. Let's move on to the next song. All right. I got a pizza coming. Shoot. <laughs> when the evening shadows and the stars appear. What is this? Never heard this song. And there is no one there to try your tears. Who's this? This is Make You Feel My Love, written by Bob Dylan. Oh, that's Bob Dylan? Oh, wow. Listen. To make you feel my love. So 
this was first released commercially in 1997 by Billy Joel. Really? On his Greatest Hits album. So that's real. Okay. Okay. So maybe you know it from Billy Joel version. All right. So Adele covered this song on her 2008 album, 19. Real or ridiculous? She did cover it, but um, I will say real. Okay, let's listen. When the rain is blowing I'm right. No you are right. Yes. <laughs> no pizza for no you. No pizza for you either. No pizza for you. <laughs> no. That's like, right. No soup, no soup for, you. for you. No pizza for you. So sad. <laughs> Lisa, you got no pizza. No pizza for you. It's a great uh, she's, episode. She's so great. Yeah, this woman's voice is don't heal us. She sings even better than I do. Possibly. I'd say she's a little better. A little. Just, just a tad. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's great. It's beautiful. All right, well, you're one and one, so there's no more pizza on the line. No. Nope. All right. Man. Let's go to the next song. Do we want to play anymore? I mean, there's Yeah, nothing. we do. All right. <laughs> yes, we do. It's a great song. Let's get to I mean, get makeup songs. Wherever, good or bad or happy or sad. So this is "Let's Stay Together" by Al Green from his '72 yep. album "Let's Stay Together," reached yep. number one. Here's your statement: This song was featured in the movie Reservoir Dogs. Real or ridiculous? It's real. Okay, well, I can't play a clip because um, it is not fit for the airwaves. But I'm sorry, it's ridiculous. Was it was it featured pulp, in Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction yeah, mm-hmm. I knew it was either. I knew it was either. <laughs> I know. Or I changed pulp. our Quentin I, I Tarantino movie. I knew it was movie. a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I can't play the clip, but I I listened to it. But there was not a portion that would be appropriate to play. You'll just have to take my word for it. <laughs> it was just impossible to play wow. that song over. I knew the it was. I knew it was a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, song. but all right, darn. All right, all right, darn, 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 darn. darn. One to go. Here we go. I gotta get this one. Lights Our last makeup song. This is Fix You by Coldplay. Oh. You know this song? Not really. Really? Yeah. What? No. I don't I don't I never I don't know if I've ever even heard this song. What? It's too slow for me. Less, the, 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 these have I like, all been I like slow. Coldplay though. It's a great song. Anyways, this is from their album X and Y two thousand five. X and Y? Mm-hmm. Alright, here's your statement. This is all the way back in two thousand five. It's like yes. twenty almost twenty years ago. I know, it doesn't seem Gosh. like it. Where does the time I go? I feel like I just left last week to do the. We just did the show. It was that was every a week, week. Ago. I think that's what happens when you get we, old. The we, weeks turn into days. Folks, we get here right like a half hour before the show goes on the air, and we're like, weren't we just here like three days ago? No, I think that's what happens when you get old. That weeks go fast when you're well, a kid. Speak for yourself. I'm you're not the old. old. You're I'm older. Old. We just celebrated your birthday tonight, so you're old. Well, it's well, coming up. It is coming up. 
So anyhow. I got a big one this year. I know. 6-0. I know. I bought the you. The big 6-0. I bought you some good socks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I could use socks. A lot of them. Okay. My socks disappear in the in the uh, the, the washer and dryer. Yeah, I know. Mine do too. Like I have a left and there's no right. I know. I don't know what where they go. Yeah. I mean. I got you the best of the best. Some kind of like uh, we science should be, fiction. Uh, advertising for Bombas here. All right. All right. Here's your statement. Yes. This song is featured in an ad for Chipotle. Real or ridiculous? Chipotle? Nah. Yes. False. Let's listen. Ridiculous. Life's will go. It's Chipotle. This is sung by Casey Musgraves for uh, commercial supporting farmers for Chipotle. Wow, I only got one right. Yep, this is you true. You got three out of four. Yes, I did. Wow. You're good at this game. I know. You're good at fooling me. You're you know, really when I write me. these, I think about what you would say, and I, I fix it up. You're pretty darn good. I did get three out of four, but I guess that's still not and, pizza worthy. And, you know, speaking worthy. of uh, Chipotle, pretty good. I like Chipotle. I love Chipotle. I, I go to Chipotle maybe once every two weeks. I, I love Chipotle. I like it's it a great. lot. We'll have to go there sometime. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Lisa. Sure. Wolf and Mike Bubblebath Costella. When we come back, it's Box 13, starring Alan Ladd. Good drama. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Box 13 was a mystery adventure show. That starred movie star Alan Ladd. He played Dan Halliday, a retired newspaper man turning to fiction as his new profession. And to uh, gain ideas for his books, he ran an ad in the Star Times newspaper that said, Adventure Wanted will go anywhere, do anything, write Box 13. It was a really cool concept. There were a couple of other shows that did this same thing including Let George Do It. But Alan Ladd did it great, and um, he'd get um, letters, and he had a secretary. Her name was Susie, played by Sylvia Picker, and she had a very high voice. Mr. Mister Halliday got another letter in from Box 13. And then they'd open it up, and it would be some adventure, and he'd be off, and um, we'd follow along as the listener, and it was a very cool series. We have an episode uh, number 17 in the series, broadcast December 12th, 1948, called The Haunted Artist. Here's Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday in Box 13. Box 13, Care of Star Times. 
I don't know whether going after a ghost is your idea of an adventure, but I think I may have one for you. I don't believe in ghosts either. At least I don't think I do. However, if you're interested, my name is Michael Davis. I'm an artist, and my studio is at 183 Lincoln News. I'm there almost all day. Is it 183 Lincoln News? I'm there almost all day and any day. So if you'll drop around, this may be interesting. Michael Davis. So Mr. Michael Davis didn't believe in ghosts. Well, neither did I. Until I met Mr. Davis. And now, back to Box 13 and Dan Holliday's newest adventure, The Haunted Artist. Ghosts? Gee, Mr. Holliday, are there such things? Ever see a bank account after March the 15th? Huh? <laughs> Skip it, Susie. Michael Davis. He says he's an artist. Do you know anything about art, Susie? Well, I- I've been to the museum where they have that statue of the Venus B. DeMille. That's Venus de Milo. The one without arms? Uh-huh. Oh. Well, art is long and time is fleeting, and the same goes for Dan Holliday. And it looks like a trip to Mr. Michael Davis is in order. See you later, Susie. <laughs> a half hour later, Michael Davis and I were introducing ourselves and shaking hands. I liked him. And he looked like an artist, except when he grinned. Then he looked and seemed a lot younger than his old 33 or 4. And he grinned as he said, So you advertise for adventure just to get plots for your stories, huh? Yes, that's a general idea. Maybe I'll be able to use yours. Well, <laughs> this sounds insane, but I think this studio is haunted. Or I am. Why? Do you hear the patter of cold little feet and the clank of chains at night? I wish I did instead of... Well, Come and look. You see that easel in the corner? Mm Mm-hmm. There's a painting on it. I've got it covered now, but... But what? Well, look. Take a good, long look. I did. What I saw was one of those surrealist things. It was a desert with queer figures raising their arms to a brassy sky and a vicious-looking sun. Somehow it gave me the shivers. I was staring at it when... Well, Holiday... What do you think of it? (laughs) What am I supposed to think of it? Meaning you don't like it? Well, I I don't know. I hadn't intended you to criticize it. Just look at it and see if you notice anything wrong. Go ahead, I'll keep quiet. I looked again and something did strike me as being a little odd. I moved in for a closer look, stood there for a moment. Uh Uh-huh. You've got it, Holiday. That stone quarry painted in the right-hand portion of the canvas... Yes, it doesn't belong. I mean, I mean, it's out of place. I didn't paint it. Maybe we'd better go over the signals again, Davis. I, uh, I lost the ball on that play. I don't blame you. But it's the truth. I did not paint that quarry in there. Look at it. The technique is different. Yes, the brushwork's not like the rest. Exactly. And that painting has to be done in three days. I've been working on it for seven months, and it has to be finished. Why, what's the rush? Well, I've been invited to hang a canvas in the Bernier Galleries. Oh, which means you've arrived. Bernier's being taught what the big leagues is to baseball. Exactly. You see, Holiday, I started the painting seven months ago. Everything was fine for a time. And this time... What Davis told me was this. He'd finished work in the evening, cover the painting, and turn in. 
Then in the morning, when he'd take the cover off the canvas, the quarry would be painted in. It happened six times. The last time was the night before he wrote his letter to Box 13. He was sure no one had entered his studio during the night. He'd locked his windows and doors, but, but still it happened. It's driving me crazy. I've lain awake at night trying to catch the person responsible, but nothing doing. He never shows up when I'm waiting for him. Have you told the police? Oh, sure. They, they thought I was just two steps ahead of the man in the white coat. Huh. You're sure you've locked up every night? Look at the door. New locks, two of them. Even the window fasteners are brand new. Those are the only entrances? And exits. No holiday. No one comes in through the doors or windows. I'll swear to it. But someone has to, Davis. Unless... Unless I am leaving the rails. No, I don't think so. Thanks. Even my best friends won't tell me that. Well, if... Michael, darling, I brought dinner. Oh. Come on in, Betty. Here, Mike. Here, take some of these packages. Here. Betty, this is Dan Holliday. Dan, this is my fiance, Betty Harper. Hello, Dan. And my name is Betty. Well, thanks. I'll use it. <laughs> Mike, darling, mm-hmm. I've invited Kit and Ann for dinner. Is that all right? Sure. Uh, will you stay, Dan? Oh, I'm afraid I can't. Besides, I'm, I'm unexpected. Oh, no. We've got plenty. Spaghetti, salad, wine. Oh, be careful of that bottle, Mike. Here, let me have it. Bags bursting. Oh, please, I'm not a child. <laughs> That's a matter of opinion. You will stay, won't you, Dan? Well, I... Oh, please do. We can talk some more about my problem. Problem? Your problem, Mike? Oh, yes. Dan's going to help about the painting. <laughs> and I'm a child, huh? There goes the wine. That was clumsy, wasn't it? Accidents will happen, Betty. If I can put in that bromide. Oh, Mike, I just remembered. We're to go to the Suttons after dinner. Huh? Oh, that wasn't a promise. We can't refuse them again. But Dan's going to... As a matter of fact, I, I can't stay anyway. I have an engagement, too. Well, all right. But you will return tomorrow, won't you? Sure, I'll be glad to. Good night. Well, well, I like this. It looked good. Especially when Mike's own girlfriend was anxious to deal me out. That Betty didn't want me on the team. It was easy to see as the brass button in a collection plate. She didn't drop that bottle of wine. It jumped out of her hands when Mike said I was going to help. Why? I had to find that out. I got to my apartment after dinner and sat down to think about it when... Hello? Is this Dan Holliday? Yes, it is. Who's this? Well, never mind. I... Just a moment. Hello? Hello? Holiday, you're to keep away from Michael Davis. Forget the whole thing, understand? Well, frankly, no. Am I supposed to? Well, yes. I, I mean, look look here, Holiday. It'll be awkward for you if you continue. Go on. I'm interested. Uh, all right. Just remember what I said. Keep away from Michael Davis or you'll be sorry. <laughs> now, listen. This is no joke. <laughs> but I'm laughing. I warn you... Good night. Brother, whoever you were, that was the worst imitation of a squeeze play I ever heard. Are you kidding, Dan? No, someone called me last night, wanted me to keep away from you. Why, it must have been a joke. Does anyone want to keep this painting out of the burner galleries for some reason? I thought of that. You mean sabotage, sort of? Yeah, that's it. Well, who? No one I know of. You're sure, Mike? Of course. Have you done any work on the canvas today? Yes, I scraped off the stone quarry and started my own work again. Uh, Then I've got an idea. What time is it? Uh, Four o'clock. Why? Got any ceiling wax? Ceiling wax? No, I haven't. Well, can you get some? Yes, there's a store a block down the street, but what do you want with ceiling wax? 
Well, for one thing, we're going to prove there's no ghost. Or, uh... Or what? Or that there is one. Now, run down and get the wax. All right, you're the boss. Make stuff at home. I'll be back in a few minutes. I worked fast to get the thing done before Mike came back. I took every tube of paint, every brush, every palette I could see and wiped them clean. Then I put them back where they had been, just in time. Mike came back, handing me the ceiling wax. Well, will this be enough, Dan? Oh, yes, I think so. Okay. Now, we'll lock all the windows. And be sure they're locked. What are you up to? You see, we can find out if someone gets in here while you're asleep. We'll seal the locks and bolts with this wax and... Yes, but wax can be broken. Uh, if it is, we'll know someone came in the windows of the door. Yeah, but the person could reseal the locks. Sealing wax melts easily enough. Sure, but he couldn't put the imprint of my signet ring back in the wax without getting the ring from me first. And I'm very fond of this ring. Never take it off my finger. Okay, Mike, let's go to work on the windows. All right, that does it. Both windows sealed. If our ghost gets in now, he'll have to break the wax. You know, uh, there's only one thing wrong. What, Mike? I won't be able to sleep tonight. Oh, I'll take something. You've got to sleep because your visitor won't break in unless you do. Dan, suppose those seals aren't broken in the morning, but the painting's been changed anyway. What then? Uh, we both apply for an outside cell. Now, don't do anything more on your painting, and don't touch a thing. Hmm? Why not? You want me to help you, don't you? Certainly. And ask no questions and do as I say. And tomorrow morning, we may have an answer. All right, that's the first portion of Box 13, starring Alan Ladd as Dan Halliday in a program called The Haunted Artist, program 17 in the series from December 12, 1948. Alan Ladd, did you ever see the movie Shane? It's my favorite movie with him. He did a lot of movies, but that is a great movie. And I'm not even a big Western fan. I mean, like Westerns are... Yeah, I, just I wouldn't choose that. I mean, movie. guys usually like westerns. You know, they're more for guys, and but I'm just not like like if there's a uh, other than Unforgiven, which was one of the greatest movies of all time, whether western or no western, that's like one of the greatest. But Shane is a really cool movie. You should check it out. I probably Thank wouldn't appreciate it. Really? Yeah. Ellen Ladd is so great in it. I believe you. It's just not a and movie Jack I would appreciate. Palance, Jack Palance. Jack yeah. Palance. You know who he is? Mm-hmm. He is. He plays the bad guy in it, and man, he's great as the bad guy. Then they have a showdown, the two two guys. you got to check it out. Shane. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, Sam Spade, Burns and Allen, Have Gun, Will Travel, Gangbusters, and Sherlock Holmes, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Carl Amari and I co host in total you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month become a classic radio club member at classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator log on to classicradioclub.com or call 815-900-7535 that's 815-900-7535 
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. One thing I know for sure, Lisa. Yes, Carl. It is cold in this studio. It is. I've... You should see Lisa Wolf right now. I wish I wish there was a video camera in here for people to see Lisa. It's cold. She has a she has her hoodie over her head and then she has her headphones over the hoodie. True. That's a good look, Lisa. Do I do I look good? So like really, this? I should do take I look a like picture. A boy? I feel like I look like I mean, a little boy. You look like um, boy. Casper the Friendly Ghost or something. She's got yeah, a big hoodie. on. You know on. what? The heat's not working in here today. It so is going to have to. Literally um, freezing in here. You had offered me your jacket, and then I you took, took it, it back. back. I was a, what do you call that? Uh, Indian giver, but that's <laughs> politically incorrect. You are going to get canceled. I know, I know. Everyone, I said, she I'm said Indian it. giver, canceler. No, I I know it's not correct. It's just that what we used to say back in the old days. I know it's not uh-huh. correct any longer. Way, way old. Way, days. way, way. Yeah, can't say I'm that. A, I'm aware can't of that. Can't say any of that kind of stuff I, anymore. I'm aware of that. I'm, I'm explaining that. It's oh not respectful. <sighs> anyway, folks, if you, um, if you would like to uh, get a podcast of this show, like sent right to you, Every Monday, we have uh, a way to do that. Just go to our website, Hollywood360radio.com. You'll never miss a single moment of our craziness here (laughs) in all the classic radio shows we play. Every week, we play five classic radio shows, plus Radio Rarities. There's another one there. So the six shows that are emailed to you every Monday, the full Hollywood 360 show, plus Radio Rarities, um, can uh, end up in your inbox every Monday when you subscribe um, and get the show. The links never expire. You can listen anytime you'd like, and um, we appreciate it because you're supporting the show. Go to Hollywood360radio.com, top of the website's how to um, sign up, or call 815-900-7535. We'll sign you up, 815-900-7535. If uh, someone does not answer, just leave your number and name, and someone will call you back and get you signed up so you never miss Lisa's bubbly voice or Mike Bubblebath Costella or myself or any of these shows that we air. Hollywood360radio.com. You're listening to Box 13 with Alan Ladd. He is great on this show. He He not only starred in this series, Lisa, he produced it, too, and it was his production company, Mayfair Productions, that produced this show along with the Damon Runyon Theater. Those were the two shows that they... And then there was another one, I think, The Unexpected, mm. which was a quarter-hour kind of a mystery, scary show. Um, I think those are the three shows that Mayfair Productions produced, but Box 13 was probably the most successful, and he starred in it. As well, let's get back to the haunted artist on Box Thirteen. It was eleven o'clock that night before I left Mike's studio. He had taken a sedative and was sleeping like a baby. I turned off the lights, checked the seals and the windows. All okay. I let myself out, tried the door, locked but good. Then I took the sealing wax and melted a hunk of it to go over the keyholes, and I pressed my signet ring against the wax. I even forced wax into the crack above the door, initialed that. Michael Davis was sealed in, and whoever or whatever was doing the dirty work was sealed out. I hoped. When I got home, I set my alarm for five the next morning. Yeah, it went off all right. 
I stumbled out of my bed into my clothes and drove to Davis' studio. I wanted to get there before he woke up. I did, because when I listened at his door, there wasn't a sound. I looked carefully at the seals I'd put there the night before. Well, they were intact. I'll swear to it. Then I rang his buzzer. He was quite a sleeper. Well, he'd taken something and... Who is it? Why don't you come back in a week? It's Dan, Mike. Let me in. Huh? Oh. Oh, sure. Do you always get up this early? I have a contract with the park commissioners to wake up the birds. Fine. Shouldn't happen to a vulture. Sleep all right? Oh, like a top. Disturbed at all? Nope. Okay. Let's look at the seals. You bet. Well, this one's all right. Mm-hmm. So is this one. And the seals on your door were intact, too. Now, take the cover off the painting, Mike. Uh, what if it's been changed again? <laughs> if it has, I'll buy you a new hat. I... I... I wear a size 7 and 3 eighths. And make it a gray one. To the Haunted Artist, another Box 13 adventure with Alan Ladd as Dan Holliday. Well, the painting was changed. Davis swore he hadn't done it, and I believed him. But if he hadn't, okay, there had to be an answer. I took all the tubes of paint, brushes, and palettes with me when I left Davis. Also, the painting itself. I wouldn't tell him why. Lieutenant Kling at police headquarters was more curious. What are you doing, taking a home course in detective work? Yes, I'm on my fourth lesson. It's entitled, How to Be a Nosy Cop. What's the gag, Holiday? Look, there's no gag. I just left a guy who's biting his nails so badly he was working on his elbow a few minutes ago. Kling, run fingerprint tests on those tubes and brushes and palettes. Then compare them with the prints on this glass, will you? Whose glass is it? Belongs to an artist friend of mine. I swiped it when he wasn't looking. What have you got in that big package? A body. Whose? All right, it's a painting. And you don't know anything about art. I knew an artist model once. She wasn't as bad as she was painted. <laughs> uh, okay, so I don't slay you. All right, I'll laugh at your joke. Ha-ha. Now, will you do me that favor? Okay, okay. Fingerprint test in the tubes, brushes and palette. Compare with prints in the glass, right? How soon can I have them? For anybody else, in a half an hour. For you... Three hours. Okay. Great. Be back in three hours. After leaving Kling, I went to the Star Times and learned the name of an art expert. An hour later, I showed him Mike's painting. Hmm. That is quite good. Yours? No, it's a friend of mine's. Hmm. Good brushwork. Excellent composition. Wonderful color. And... But this, this has no place in the picture. Look, uh, I've got a lot of things to do. What I want you to do is look at the painting and tell me whatever you can about it. I'll pay you, of course. Oh, very well. But uh, it will take uh, maybe two hours to do a good job. Uh, you understand? Oh, yeah, uh, sure, sure, sure. I'll be back in two hours. Well, it was a merry-go-round. From Kling to the art expert, from him back to Kling. A little less than three hours, Dan. Haven't you finished? <laughs> sure. There's your stuff, and here's the report. What's the matter with you? Kling, 
There's no mistake about this reporter, sir. Mistake? Look, Dan, our boy knows his business. Bet on it. Anything you like. Weren't... Weren't there any other prints at all? None. The prints on the paint tubes and the rest of that stuff were the same as on the glass. All from the same person. But it can't be. I've got news for you. It is. person who could have touched those tubes and brushes was Davis himself. Yet why should he sabotage his own painting, one that meant so much to me? And yet, he was asleep when it happened. Or was he? I stopped thinking about it then. I had to get back to the art expert and find out something. Well, it was a day of surprise, because when I saw him... Yeah, a fine thing. They, they pushed me, uh, and they took your painting. Ah, who? Well, I'm standing here looking when they come in. I, I have no time to see who they are and who. They, they pushed me, they, they grabbed the canvas, and they're gone. Did you call the police? Yeah, yeah, the police come, but I can tell them nothing. I, I... Never mind, never mind. Were they men, the ones who took the painting? One, one man, one woman. You're sure there was a woman? Young man, I'm an art expert, but I also know other things. I know a woman when I see one, even for a second. All right. Never mind them now. What did you find out about the painting? Well, not much. I had not much time. But I can tell you this. I think that the right side of the picture was painted by somebody other than the one who painted the rest. You mean that stone quarry wasn't painted by the same artist who did the rest of the picture? No, I do not think so. There's a different technique. One that is familiar. And I think I recognize it. You do? Well, what's his name? The one who painted the quarry. Well, it's a peculiar technique. Uh, some years ago, I handled some paintings by this man and... All right, all right. Who is he? Luigi Antonetti. Oh. Where can I get in touch with him? Well, uh, what? I want to see him. Where can I reach him? <laughs> oh, you're a crazy young man. Luigi Antonetti is dead. Oh, that was great. One more twist like that, and I need a corkscrew to take off my hat. There was one person who could answer a few questions for me, Betty Harper. I got her address from Davis and told him to hold base until he heard from me. I guess Betty didn't expect me. What? Mr. Holliday, I... I was just getting ready to go out. Correction, you just came in. Where's that painting? Painting? What are you talking about? Betty, I, uh... Oh, hello. Hello. Kit, this is Dan Holliday. Kit says, Mr. Holliday. How are you, Holliday? Oh, that voice... The voice of doom over the phone. Well, really, I... Uh... Kit, that was a bad job. Well, Be quiet, I... Kit. Where's that painting? Now, Mr. Holliday... You know you've let yourself in for a vacation on the taxpayer's money with that trick? Now, really, it was a joke, wasn't it, Betty? Mr. Holliday, Kit really thought he was helping out in a practical joke. Well, wasn't I? Look, will you go? Now, Holliday... Oh! All right. But I must say, it all turned out very stupidly. Okay, Betty. So you've got the painting. Yes. Now, will you please let me alone? Will you let Mike alone? Not before I find out what's going on. What if I told you his career would be ruined? His life ruined, too? Would you still go on? Maybe I don't believe that. But you've got to. I love Mike, and I'm trying to help him. Help him? Look, if Mike doesn't finish that painting, it won't hang in the burner's galleries. What becomes of his career then? You're robbing him of his chance, not helping him. Then I'll rob him of it. I'd rather do that than... Than what? I said enough. Oh, please, please, you've got to believe me, Dan. All I want is for Mike to, to be happy. And all I want to know is what's going on. And what does Luigi Antonetti have to do with all this? How did you find that out? It doesn't matter. Is Luigi Antonetti still alive? He's dead. And how can he paint that quarry on Mike's canvas? Get out of here. You'll get out. All right. 
All right, but I'll find out. If you do, when any harm comes to Mike, I swear I'll kill you. Now get out. That was all from Betty. I would have bet my last penny she was doing what she was doing for Mike. But why? Why? Then I got an idea. Find out about Luigi Antonetti. I looked him up. Found out he'd lived in a small town about 250 miles away. He'd painted there. Okay, so I drove to the little town. Sure, I found out. He was dead, all right. I was even shown his grave, and when I looked at it, I... I wanted to reach back and chip the icicles off my spine. How could a dead man paint? There was only one answer. He couldn't. Then I learned something else. Antonetti had a pupil. A pupil named... Michael Davis. More questions, and finally I found an old school teacher who remembered. Michael, of course. Wonderful boy. Luigi Antonetti taught him painting. He said Michael had a brilliant career ahead of him. I see. Well, Mr. Evans, do you know what became Michael? Well, I think he went to the city, although I haven't heard. When did he go? I believe shortly after he graduated from high school. Uh, that must be 16 years ago. Yes, it was right after his best friend was killed. His what? Yes, poor boy. He fell into the old quarry. Quarry? Stone quarry? Well, yes. It was one night after a senior party. I think, yes. Both lads, Michael and Arthur, were in love with the same girl, you see. Would her name be Betty Harper? Oh, it's amazing you should know that, yes. How about this Arthur? Well, it was quite dark. Arthur, I believe, went back to get something. The bridge across the quarry must have broken. Michael was upset for days, even though Arthur was his rival for Betty. Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Evans. You'll excuse me, but I've got to hurry. but I had to put more pieces together. So I went back to the city and back to the art expert. Yeah, yeah, it's not only possible, Mr. Holliday. It's quite probable. In his early years, he would use his teacher's technique. Next stop, a psychiatrist. Certainly, Mr. Holliday, that's quite possible. There are numerous case histories similar to it in general form. Things began to fit together. The different technique, that of a dead man, yet only Davis's fingerprints on the tubes and brushes. Betty's concern and her willingness to see his career stopped rather than have me find out the reasons for everything that happened. But I had to bring the whole thing out in the open. So later in Mike's studio... Let me get this straight, Dan. You say I'm doing that myself, ruining my own painting? Yes, you are, Mike. Don't listen to him, Mike. Now, please don't. What's the matter with all of you? Mike, you've got to listen to me. And he's got to listen to me and Dr. Rawlings. Why did you bring a doctor? I'm not only a doctor, Mr. Davis. I'm a psychiatrist. Psych... Are you trying to tell me I'm crazy? No, no, of course you're not. But you will be if you don't let us help. Now, listen, you want your career, don't you? Certainly. All right, you won't have it if you don't let us help. It won't be helping. Oh, Mike, send them away, please. Mike... Mike, do you remember a person named Arthur Denning? 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 No, I don't. Now, will you let him alone? Betty, believe me, this is better for him. Ask Dr. Rawlings. Tell him, Doctor. I'm sure Mr. Davis has a guilt complex. Oh, yes. Unless we find out why, he'll never finish this painting. Perhaps never finish any other. Why not? What would stop me? Your own mind, Mr. Davis. Mike, you know as well as I that no one came into your studio the night we sealed it up. No one. You were the only person in here. Now do you see... Not quite. What do you want me to do? 
Dr. Rawlings told Mike what had to be done. Davis agreed. It took only a few seconds for Rawlings to inject a drug into Davis's arm. Then we waited. Waited until... All right. He's under. You ask the question, Mr. Holliday. Mike. Mike, can you hear me? Yes. Now listen, Mike. It's 16 years ago. You're in high school. A senior. There's a senior party. It's night. Remember? Yes. It... It's dark. Who's with you, Mike? Betty. Betty and Arthur. What... What happened that night, Mike? I... I killed Arthur. Mike, no, no. Be quiet. How did you kill him, Mike? He... He had to go back for something. I told him to take the shortcut over the quarry. Then, then what happened? I forgot. I forgot. You forgot what? The bridge. The bridge was broken. It was dangerous. But I forgot. I wouldn't have sent him. Yes, I know. He was killed, wasn't he? Yes. I loved Betty. So did he. Everyone would have said I killed him. But I didn't. I didn't. I just forgot about the bridge. I didn't mean... To... All I... right. That's all. I... I... I thought he did it deliberately. You see, Miss Harper, his conscious mind refused to admit his guilt. So he forgot completely. His conscious mind forgot to protect him from the terrible feeling of guilt. But ultimately it came out. He learned painting from Luigi Antonetti 16 years ago. So it was natural at first that he used Antonetti's style, technique. Then, 16 years later, his mind goes back, back into the past, controls his hand, and he paints as he did 16 years ago. But he paints that quarry, the quarry which was associated in his mind with his guilt, or what he thought was his guilt. And now, what about now? Now, when he wakes up, we'll tell him and he'll be all right. For good. And out of the Bernard Gallery show have come several new painters of distinction. Not the least of them is Michael Davis, whose intensity of feeling and whose brilliance... That's good enough, Susie. Well, it looks like he's all right, doesn't it? Gee, isn't the human mind wonderful? Well, that depends on which way you look at it. Uh-huh. I was psychoanalyzed once. Oh? And what did you find out? We've got a lot of mail to open, Mr. Holliday. Oh. Good night, Susie. Next week, same time, Alan Ladd stars as Dan Holliday in Box 13. <laughs> Alan Ladd appears through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures. Watch for him in his latest picture, Saigon. Box 13 is directed by Richard Sandville with an original story by Russell Hughes. An original music composed and conducted by Rudy Schrager. The part of Susie is played by Sylvia Picker. That of Lieutenant Kling by Edmund MacDonald. Production is supervised by Vern Carstensen. This is a Mayfair production from Hollywood. That's Box 13, Lisa, and you know who was not in it? You and I.
You were. You in. and I. Mm-mm-mm. But uh, <laughs> you know who was in it? Alan and Ladd, Ladd for sure, and Sylvia Picker. Uh, she played uh, Susie, his Susie. secretary. Edmund McDonald was in it as well, and uh, good show. December twelfth, nineteen forty-eight, the haunted artist on Box Thirteen. Time for this month in music history, no? Oh, it's already time for Sarah's Backstage Pass. All right, here's Sarah. Take it away. Hi, Carl, and hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight, I'm going to review the TV movie, The Beanie Bubble. It's a comedy drama based on a book of the same name. Remember those cute, small, cuddly stuffed animals that were a craze in the 1980s? Well, here's a new dramatic comedy that centers on Ty Warner, played by Zach Galifianakis, and the three women who helped build the Beanie Baby Empire. This has always been my company. Company we created together. Why do you have to be so dramatic? I mean... My salary's been reduced 75%. Yeah, I'm just doing what's necessary. You know, running the real, actual business over here. My life is this company. I see where it's going. There are signs of real trouble. Genius is 1% inspiration, 99% presentation. That's not how the saying goes. Sarah Snook, Elizabeth Banks, and Geraldine Vishwanathan star as the three women with all those creative ideas. I'm going to go. You're dead to me! I only want to speak to Oprah Winfrey. Has she reached out? Oh, I'm in. Three stars out of four. The script, you know, it's dull at times. The Beanie Bubble does make you think, though, that you're watching a classic biopic about one person's rise to success. Although, you know, it's really about the three women who became giants in their careers and eventually outrivaled Ty Warner in spite of his egomaniac persona. I'd say see it on Apple Plus TV. Thanks so much for listening in. I'm Sarah Knight-Adamson, your national film and TV critic for Sarah's Backstage Pass. Check out the Beanie Bubble on Apple Plus TV, and I'll see you next week. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Earlier we were talking about westerns, and you said you're not a big western fan. Right. I'm not such a big western fan, but... In our next hour, we have a Western radio show. Well, luckily, I'm not your only listener. It's a (laughs) rip-roaring Western radio adventure, say that five times fast, (laughs) of Wild Bill Hickok, starring Guy Madison from 1952. Also, Andy Devine is in it as his sidekick, Jingles. Um, It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're also going to play our game Learning the lyrics, right? That's Lisa? right. All of the songs' titles begin with the letter G. 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 Um, as in G. Wiz. Is that a song? I don't know. Okay. We'll find out in our next hour. <laughs> yes, we will. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors from fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform.